Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast where we're talking with Ash, the founder of RoomFest. If you haven't heard of Rome, it's one of the biggest women's MTB festivals in the country. And it happens in three different locations every year in Knoxville, Fruta, and Sedona. It's got everything from workshops, bike demos, guest panels, movies, dance parties, food, group rides, and much, much more. Some of the industry's biggest names will also be there. Specialized, Shredley, Shram, Revel Bikes, Club Ride, Pivot, Rocky Mountain, Live, Industry 9, and many, many more. We're also going to be at Rome Sedona at the end of the week, so if you see us, please say hi. If we're on a group ride, let's shred together. Stick around and listen as Ash breaks down RomeFest and the Romey Homey experience. Hello and welcome everyone to the Women's MTB Network podcast. I'm Mia and I'm going to be your host. Our podcasts are about sharing information on all things mountain bikes from a woman's perspective. We'll be talking about bikes, components, gear, upcoming events, coaching, and much, much more. Our goal is to connect women from across the globe and inspire folks to ride, regardless of age or skill level. We'll have guests from all over the world with all types of backgrounds and different riding styles. So get comfy and be inspired to ride. Hey, Ash, how are you? Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Yeah, you are uh, fresh out of um, Rome Fruta, right? In oh Colorado. my gosh, like a little too fresh. And we're two weeks out from Rome Fest Sedona. And so it's like, you know, it, it, we always have the debate, like, do you cram things together or mm. do you like separate them? Of course, it's yeah. like a, a friend's dog is in the house. So if you hear a little barking, oh, that's, okay. <laughs> that's no Dolly worries. Parton. Not, not Dolly, Parton. Dolly Parton. But, is her you name? Know. <laughs> that's awesome. My dog's name is Indiana. It's very There easy. you go. I think those would go really well together, personally. <laughs> well, my wife's an archaeologist, so it's like Indiana Jones. Oh, you call him Dr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. I'm actually really stoked. I was telling you earlier to be going to my first Rome event ever in Sedona in a few weeks. Sedona's like my happy place. Um, yeah. We're trying to buy a house in Sedona. So hopefully Good that'll luck. come to fruition soon, <laughs> right? With those market prices the way it is right now. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you, so there are quite a few people that don't really know all the amazing events that you and your crew put on. So could you give us just a brief explanation of what Rome Fest is basically the natural Sedona and Fruta. Cause I know you have other events, yeah. but the main one that you put on every year. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's uh it's very timely to ask specifically about the festivals because next year we are going all in and the only events that we are really putting on next year are the festivals. So wow. traditionally in the past um, you know, we've kind of dabbled in a few different areas of women's mountain bike events. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we originally started out with Rome retreats, which were all inclusive mountain bike vacations, predominantly for women. We did a few co-ed events. They were actually incredibly awesome. And I like, had a great nice. time. Um, <laughs> we had a pretty big pivot post, uh, post pandemic where we were doing the festivals, which had no overnighting. And we pivoted our rallies to the Rome rally or excuse me, the retreats to the Rome rally demo tour. Um, again, to just not to get away from those overnight events, you know, during the pandemic and having that pivot. Um, 
And what we've kind of landed on in our sweet spot is Rome Fest, which was one of our flagship events. Sedona is our flagship location. We've been in Sedona since 2017. Um, And the festival essentially is a three-day women's mountain bike festival. Um, And where we kind of deviate from the traditional festival experience, uh, actually in a bunch of different ways. So we have, we have programming from basically like the more, the moment you wake up until Mm -hmm. the moment you go to sleep. So we start programming at eight o'clock. Typically people come in, they get demo bikes. We sell demo passes based on the number of bikes in each size that we have. So like if you're an extra small, we make yeah. sure that we only sell this many. Like, if we only have 10 extra smalls, we'll probably sell, like, eight extra small demo passes. So if you're, like, looking to demo sure. a specific size, that's something that we do that's really unique. Um, and yeah. we work with our partners, which is very non-traditional. I come from a demo background. That's how I kind of got involved in the mountain bike industry. Yeah. Um, a really non-traditional way to do bike demo. And, and for people who don't know demo, it's, like, test rides if you want to go do yeah. test rides. Um, so we have this really high touch test ride experience with the demo partners that we bring to the festival and how we sell those passes. And then basically in the afternoon, we roll into workshops. So if you want to learn something new, whether it's like, what is a bottom bracket and how do I service it to yeah. how do I do a trail side fix a flat? We kind of have like that and everything in between, like anything you could imagine that's like mountain bike and mountain bike adjacent, we have a workshop yeah. for it. I and am then we so move excited. Into our, our, right? And then we, I know, like I haven't even gotten to the exciting part yet. So the exciting <laughs> part is in the evening, we move into what we call our all festival programming. So um, something that's really important to us is to have like a very intimate experience with each other. And I think one of the most intimate ways that you can get to know somebody is to break bread with them. So we have an all festival dinner. We cater dinner. It's part of your pass. Um, we serve it very, very early because people are very hangry, honestly, by four <laughs> o'clock. Um, really? So we do, we do it. Yeah, we do an all festival catered dinner. Um, and then we move into, you know, we, of course, we have the raffle because who, who doesn't want to fundraise for a great cause? And we have a bunch of great causes that we fundraise for through our raffle. And then in the evening, depending on the evening, the flavors are our Shred Talks panel where we bring in a bunch of badass women from different various areas of the industry, whether it's like people who work in the industry, people who are athletes, ambassadors doing really like amazing community things. Um, And then we shift into the film screening on Friday night where we showcase a very, very, very highly curated adventure film festival that what is really cool about that is we've gotten to the point where we can show all women's mountain bike films. When we started the festival in 2017, I was like, scraping together a film program that had women in it. Like that was the only, I was like, I would like adventure films with women in it. And that was actually really challenging to get an hour and a half program together. And what's been really cool is, is now I, I like actually have to whittle down the list of mountain bike films featuring women and feminine identity, identifying folks. Um, yeah, and then the thing that we're really famous for, honestly, that I would be the most excited about is our dance party. Oh, so we my do God. a dance party on Saturday night, right? And this yes. is like, this is what I want to talk about. When is the last time that you stood in a space with 300 other women and had zero male gaze? Zero. Never. Like, you Never. just get to dance your ass off. 
with your old yeah. friends, with your new friends, with somebody yeah. dressed as a monkey and someone else dressed as a hot dog. <laughs> and you just get to I'm dance. Sore. And it's, yeah. So anyway, I'm waxing poetic here about Rome. But at the end of the day, like, it's really just about having fun and making sure that folks feel comfortable and they feel invited and they feel like they're part of the Rome family. And that's what really sets Rome Fest apart from other festival experiences. Yeah, I love that everything from beginning to, to end, when you're in, when you're putting this on, you have the, the woman's experience in mind. From everything from the bike sizing, I had no clue. Because bike sizing, as a lot of us women know, is a huge deal, especially for me, who's 5'4". And right. You know, I'm, find that small. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm a your typical Latina, you know, I got like, I'm short, I got short limbs and I don't have, yeah. it's, it's like very, very challenging to find any bikes to demo. Yeah. So that's so freaking cool that you do that. It um, really is. And, and what's really, I have to like give a plug, our partners, we work with the best partners in the industry and they will do things. They bend over backwards for us because they get it. Like, yeah. Women go to these festivals that aren't really curated for them. And like, sure, you're going to have a good time. I think anytime you're on a bike, you're not going to have a good time. But they will do things understanding what our demographic is and the fact that 21% of our demo riders ride an extra small, which if you look at a demographic of Sedona Mountain Bike Festival, which is 5,000 people, I guarantee you their demographic is not 21% extra small. And so what they'll do is they they combine demo fleets. We've had, we've had folks drive across country to headquarters to restructure their entire demo fleet. So all they're bringing around fest is like extra small, smalls and mediums. Wow. And, and not to say we don't have those other sizes, but the fact that our partners are that dedicated to this experience and making sure that the folks coming to the festival have an opportunity to test ride some badass, <laughs> awesome, full suspension carbon bikes. Yeah. Um, really speaks volumes about the kind of folks that we work with at Rome. Yeah, 100%. And so did you find that, because I know um, you didn't have the events during COVID. So there was a couple years where we couldn't really do much, right? So did you find, is this the first one? No, it's not the first event since COVID, is no, it? No, this it? is event number four. Five. I think we okay. kicked things off in Fruta last year. And since then we've done Sedona, Knoxville, Fruta again. And now we're about ready to That's do Sedona right. again. Because I couldn't yeah. go last three years because I was in school. So I can finally, I finally have my life back. Yeah, celebrate. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so, but with that, there's a follow-up. I wanted to ask you then, did you find that COVID really impacted the demo sizes of, of bikes? Like, do you think that made it, more challenging for your partners to then provide extra small to small sizes? Because I often hear, you know, COVID and COVID, and that's why we don't have these sizing. And so how much of that is, did you find impacted your events? Yeah, um, I will say at this point, I think things have kind of found an equal footing. There was definitely a period of time. Um, obviously, we shut down in 2020 when we came back in 2021, our first couple of events. I wouldn't even say it was size specific as much as it was really challenging to get demo bikes in in particular um, right. in general. And, you know, I have to say, like, from being kind of on this, like, insider, like, we've kind of got an inside look at the industry just because we have such great relationships with all these manufacturers and all these partners. Yeah. And they came to us and they're like, listen, like we can either sell this bike to an end consumer who like actually is going to go ride it, or we can put it in a demo fleet where it drives around the country and like maybe gets ridden 30 or 40 times by random people. Yeah. 
who like go to a shop and can't even buy it. And it was like, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, okay, like, I guess that makes sense. Like you got to kind of choose the, the best of two really challenging scenarios. Um, So yeah, it was a little bit of a squeeze, but I don't think it was a squeeze that anybody else had some magical answer to. And so I think collectively as demo events, you know, you have outer bike, you have the Sedona mountain bike festival, the hurricane festival, the Benton mountain bike festival. I think we all were experiencing that shortage and, you know, for, for us, we just kind of asked our partners like, okay, well, if you can't bring bikes, like what can you bring? And they got really creative. Like they had really cool workshops. They brought really cool ambassadors. They found really great ways to, to kind of organize and have an offering, even though it wasn't a physical bike experience, it was something that could be a takeaway. Um, And I think honestly, in the long run, it improved the festival overall because it got people thinking outside the box. Yeah. hundred percent. And that, and that's, Oh, I can't even, I'm so excited for this. You have no idea. Um, so <laughs> I don't want to overpromise. Oh my goodness gracious. No, but I've, I've been really, I really fell in love with mountain biking about three years ago. I've been doing mainly cross country around here, Southern California, because that's what my wife usually rides. And then a few years ago, I was able to ride in Sedona and, and it was just game over for me. I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. And Unfortunately, Welcome I was to cool. the dark side. <laughs> I know, right? And and I'm just and I couldn't find a bike in my size, and I couldn't find anyone that had a small anywhere unless it was a live. And they're great bikes. Live have really really great bikes. You don't have to convince I me. Wanted... I used to design them. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, yeah, that's how I got my start. I used to work at Live Cycling, so yes, they are oh, really yeah. great bikes. I hear you. So we're gonna circle back to that. Yes, but yeah, you know there was nothing else, and it was extremely frustrating. And so anyway. Um, I'm very excited for Rome. I've seen um, amazing things. I've spoken with so many friends of mine that go and are just excited. And I'm excited to meet all of you and in person, like meet so yeah, many. Yeah, we're going to hug. You know? That's rule number one at Rome is hugs, not handshakes. That's what extremely general. awkward during the pandemic, but it was just like, mm. technically they're a lot safer than handshakes. So uh, we stuck with hugs and That's yeah, it's been pretty great. Yeah, Jen Cates, I, I was talking to her last week. I did an interview with her and I was texting her before I, we were on the podcast and she goes, they're they're like bed hug, um, bear huggers. They're so good. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, take the hug, take the hug. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so, we, um, we've turned some people into huggers. So like I'll claim if you ever get a hug from Rebecca Rush, it'll probably be yeah. really good. And it's because I forced her for years to like actually hug me. I was like, you got to really hug me. Like, come on, let's do this. And None of this, yeah, like, patting on the back thing. Yeah, and I think it, honestly, like, even for, for folks who are not super comfortable with it, like, there is something about sharing that intimate physical space. They're like, I'm getting a little woo-woo here, but, like, we're very, we're actually not that woo-woo. <laughs> but, like, for real, there there's definitely yeah. something to be said for, like, right off the bat, we are going to take this physical barrier away, and we're going to, like, get into it, and we're going to have a bear hug. And when we step away, like we get like that awkward interaction of us being up in each other's face, like that's over and like, yeah. let's go fucking ride bikes. Yeah. So and that's, that's totally what it is. And I, and that's great because it breaks that stigma, even for women who are intimidated to ride with other women, because yes. they usually think, oh, you're better than me or you're in Sedona. It's a hard terrain to ride in. So you must be a sick rider. Like, I'm not going to lie. I had that thought. Um, Which is like everybody's thought, by the way. And I'm like, (laughs) and my wife said to me, she she goes, it's Sedona. You've ridden there before. 
everyone's on the same plane. You're at altitude. Who cares? And I'm like, yeah, yeah you're right. You just need to break that yeah. barrier. I'm like, yeah, we're all awesome. Let's go ride. Totally. <laughs> and what's um, been, what's been really cool is like, what we've seen is when there is a delineation of people's skill level or their fitness level or their comfortable, their amount of like how comfortable they are with the trails in Sedona, which you are totally right. It is hard. I'm like, yeah. if it feels hard riding in Sedona, it's because it is. Yeah. Um, rather than that turning into like a caddy, oh, she's better than me. It turns into like, wow, look what she can do. And I bet that even if it's not like this weekend, like I can do that. And I think that's yeah. something that's like really powerful that happens. Quite yeah, especially with with women riders, I found that really happens more with the women riders. The few that I ride with and have ridden with, it's it's not about oh, dude, like yeah, no, I'm not gonna ride with you because you're way better than me, and I feel intimidated. It's like how can I get better, or what can you teach me, or you know, I totally. usually ask for that, but um, yeah. I can't wait. I'm so looking forward to in a couple yeah. of weeks. We've got some know. shredders for sure. We've got a little bit of everybody for the most part. Um, not a, not a beginner friendly event, especially in no. Sedona. We'll say that. Um, but yeah, if you're looking to improve and just get inspired by some awesome shredders, we've got, you know, the pros down to everything in between. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So before I want to keep going with, with Rome for a second, but you had mentioned that. So you guys also did the Rome rally event yeah. which was a demo tour and and I think you're saying now you're not doing that next year we have pivoted so um yeah. we have been we call it married to specialize and I mean that okay. in like the best way possible like we're very happily <laughs> we are gleefully married? blissfully in love married to specialize um and we at you know when the pandemic happened it's actually a pretty cool story um we were working with specialized with our retreats really didn't feel comfortable doing that obviously had to shut things down. Specialized came to us and they said, Hey, you know, we're going to pay out your contract this year. And we were like, Oh gosh, like we, we will, uh, I guess we'll like add 10 extra events to our calendar next year somehow. And like magically pull that out of our hats. Um, and they were like, no, 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 no. Like no expectations. We just want to make sure that Rome is here. Like when you guys are back, like when you're able to get back, we want to make sure, because they knew that like Andy and I, as like small married business owners where our whole entire job was Rome, that when Rome shut down, like our income just disappeared. Yeah. Um, and that so specialized, scary. yeah, it was terrifying. Specialized came in. They were like, Hey, we want to take care of you guys. We, we're going to pay out our contract. No expectations. We just want to see you guys thriving when this is all over. And so when we That's pivoted, it. right. I need a specialized bike For now. real. Like, <laughs> yeah, like really cool. For real, for real. I know they don't have the best reputation. I'm happy to like full transparency. We hear all the <laughs> And I just had to like, our experience has just been absolutely incredible with them. And yeah, even when we came back to them and we said, hey, you know, your remaining contract is for these retreats. We don't really feel super comfortable with overnights. How do you feel about doing a one day demo tour where it's like all the elements that we, you know, you get at the Rome experience, hugs, not handshakes, really nice yeah. food, like a learning environment. Yeah. ride first focused fun first focused all those things and they're like yeah sure like whatever you guys want to do like we're here for it and we're like sweet let's do yeah. this room rally demo tour so we did the demo tour for two years um we went all over the u.s doing these one day ride events they were an absolute blast um and essentially what's happened is just like the festivals are have the potential to serve such a huge population of riders and we just mm -hmm. like we feel so passionate and so excited about them that we're like 
hey, specialized, <laughs> how do you guys feel about pivoting again with us and coming on as title partner? Um, and wow. taking that same support, that same, like taking our marriage and like, you know, like maybe it'll look a little bit different this year as relationships do. And so, yeah. um, that's kind of the pit, the current pivot that we're in is that we've, uh, this year was the last year for the demo tour as is we still actually have our fleet, which is another really like insanely cool thing that Specialized has done is yeah. they know that we're, we're just like very generous people. Um, so if you're ever in Grand Junction, and we live on Main Street. You can see the big blue bus. We have a fleet of mountain bikes that we would love for you to come test ride. And like, that's kind of like our I'm thing. There. Yeah. Like people call us all the time. His friends are like, oh, my friend's in town from Alaska. They don't have a bike. Can we come borrow one? And, you know, that's like something we're very, we feel very privileged and very grateful to be able to do. And then the bonus of that is like those bikes come to the festival and we just have like an even beefier fleet of extra oh. smalls and smalls and mediums. So I should have gotten a demo pass if I knew, like, cause I have decided with Jen Cates's um, encouragement to try the sturdy, dirty enduro. <gasps> yes. We also are involved with the sturdy. So yes. we are on the sturdy, dirty, the sturdy bitches do. And yep. they will actually, all the bitches will be at Rome. They're going to be running registration with us. So you'll get hugs and hand and like high fives from all of those ladies. And the yeah. sturdy, dirty, like, honestly, I would say if you had to pick, like, I'm just going to go ahead and say like, everybody should do the sturdy, dirty, like, like, well, you should do them both. But yeah, I, we, my, so my wife is one of two, maybe three people who has done every single sturdy, dirty. And the level of commitment is that, like, as the co-founder of Rome Fest, she missed Rome Fest Fruita last year because we were dum-dums and we scheduled oh, it the no. same weekend as Sturdy Dirty. And my wife, who founded Rome Fest, went to <laughs> the like, Sturdy Dirty. <laughs> she went to the Sturdy Dirty instead of coming to our own event because it is just, I mean, truly an inspiration in terms of, like, a female-focused, fun-first bike party. Yeah. I mean, they, they know how to do it. They do it right. And we take a tremendous amount of inspiration from those ladies. Yeah. That's another one that I would love to talk to them about as well, because it was one that I found later in life too. I mean, it doesn't matter what, when you find mountain biking, right? As long as you're yeah. having fun, that's all that matters. Yeah. And so I have to actually build a bike, like an awesome. enduro bike. Cause I have, I have a rebel rascal. So it's 130, 150, but I need something that's not going to bottom out. So. You could, I think you could run that at the sturdy dirty. I mean, it might get spicy, yeah. but I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, it would definitely be spicy, but it would, it would be fun to climb on over something. A sure. Little <laughs> yeah, that's true. Unless it's like an SB 150 or something. I've heard they climb yeah. really well, yeah. but I don't know. So it's, it's an excuse to tell the missus that, you know, I, I need another bike. I wanted you to do, get, you know, and plus bike. one, you got to have one more, the number of bikes you currently own plus one. Right. So yeah, I was thinking I was I'm regretting not getting the festival pass for Rome because then I could have demoed other ones as well. Yeah. I mean, and I know I'm looking at specialized, there's a Rebel Rail 29er, there's the Yeti, there's like all these other bikes that I'm I'm like, I need to test them out, you know. Yeah, Ibis, Juliana, Rocky Mountain. Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the list goes on and on. Pivot, pivots, like, pivots in their backyard. So they, they always throw down pretty big in Sedona. They bring everything. I'm like, pause, you physically cannot fit another bike. You got to like rein that in. <laughs> really? Yeah. There's yeah. Um, a friend of mine who writes a uh, pivot firebird. She's insane. That's a big bike. So yeah. I don't know if I would need something that big. But, yeah. That would be, that would be your PNW bike for sure. Um, yeah. And I will say we, 
might be selling some upgrade passes. We have a few vendors who are like seeing if they can squeeze in a few more bikes. So keep your eyes peeled. All right. I will yeah. keep my eyes peeled. I mean, I'm bringing yeah. my bike because I'm in Sedona for like a week after Rome anyway. So yeah. I got to bring the bike. Awesome. Um, that's so exciting. So, okay. Rome Rally is pivoting to just Rome Fest. Yeah. It's and normal. we have so many cool things happening at Rome Fest. <laughs> so you have what? Sorry. So many cool things happen yes, you at do. Rome Fest. So then my question is, do you guys, would you ever consider going um, to the East Coast? You is are a demographic. You are, you're not the first or the thousandth person to ask us that. I figured, but I had to ask. Yeah. And we actually, like, this is so ironic. I actually had a phone call with one of my staff members today and we were talking about Rome Fest 2024 where we are, we are adding a new location. And that has been the question is like, where is this location going to be? And it's been a mm -hmm. three-year project trying to narrow down uh, a few locations. Um, I will say like to kind of adjacent answer your question, then I'll answer, answer your question. is like <laughs> our consideration for where we take the festival um, is equity. So making sure that we have e-accessible trails for the folks who need to be on e-bikes or choose to be on e-bikes and yep. para-cycling trails. So adaptive trails that e yep. like adaptive mountain bikes can be on. So that's like really narrows down <laughs> like 99% yeah. of the locations. So we're kind of looking at a few different locations um, on the East Coast. Actually, there's a few areas that are in the process of having pilot programs for e-bikes mm -hmm. and they're they're actively putting in more accessible trails. So, you know, we're hoping that like by 2024, we can make the assessment now that, you know, and maybe in partnership with this like demand, like, Hey, we want to bring this festival. Yeah. We've got to have para adaptive yeah. like, accessible yeah. trails and we've got to have e-bike accessible trails because not everybody rides an analog yeah. bike. Yeah. Um, so that being said, that is part of our decision-making process. And the other thing is partners. So it's really hard to have a festival without a nice, robust expo with lots of partners. And the long and short of it is that the majority of the mountain bike industry is West Coast based. And mm. it, some of these partners, like Juliana is a great example. They have one demo rig that has to circuit the entire country plus Canada. And so getting our festival aligned with their, where their rig can be and when, yeah. um, has its own unique challenges and that just becomes less challenging when you keep things West coast. Cause like the majority of things are yeah. West coast. So um, it's not that we don't love East coast riding. It's not that we don't know that it's needed and that yeah, we need yeah. to send some love particular to the, the Northeast. Um, yeah. And we, we desperately want to, but there's like a whole slew of different pieces that got to fit into the puzzle before we can say yes to going to a yeah. location. Yeah. Well, I know that we're new. I'm just trying to build the women's MTB network here, but anything Absolutely. that we can do to help, like just let us know. One of the um, amazing women who's helping me, her name's Becca. She's been so amazing. She's over in Pennsylvania and we were going to see like, can she help because she's over there or like how I'm sure you have a lot of people that are available. To we you. do. No, our, our network is honestly not quite as strong in, in the East coast just cause like we, you know, I used to live in, in North Carolina and Brevard. So I've got like this little pool of networks down in, you know, North Carolina, Georgia, obviously Arkansas. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then as we go back, like further North, it kind of does trickle a little bit. 
Okay. Well, maybe we could find, I could find some folks up there to connect with you and yeah, we'll see absolutely. what we can make it work. We'll yeah. We're we always, we're always keen to meet more folks. And even if it's just, I mean, we're all about collaboration. So even if it's yeah. us, like we just saw the rooted mountain bike festival happen. We were so yeah. stoked to see that event happening. Great mountain bike festival just happened down in Arkansas. Like it's really, I mean, we are 100% all ships rise. Like we need more women's mountain bike events. 100%. There is no ego here. So even if somebody on the East coast, like wants to do something like Rome Fest, like absolutely encourage them to reach out to us about like giving them support and, and how like the lesson, the hard lessons that we've learned and some things yeah. to set someone up for success. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that'd be cool. Maybe we could talk more about that offline after we yeah, after yeah, yeah. the podcast. Um, so talk about a little bit about the vendors that you have over at Rome. So obviously specialized. We've talked about yeah. specialized. specialized there. Our, our main squeeze. <laughs> our main squeeze. Yeah. So we um we have a couple different partnerships that like levels, if you will. Um, at the festival. So we have a presenting level partner and these are partners who invest pretty heavily in our programming. So we run a BIPOC scholarship program. We run adaptive programming. We're launching a new Rome Media Corps to elevate women in adventure sports, photography, and videography. Um, Rome is a way bigger picture than the 300 ladies who are lucky enough to get festival passes. There's like way more going on in the background and our partner a huge part of our ability to be able to do that, to fundraise the $30,000 that we've given away to local trails and nonprofits um, is, is hugely because of the partnership support that we get. So we have um, Pivot, Live, SRAM, Industry 9, Sierra Nevada. I'm going to like kick myself if I forget. I know I am forgetting somebody in that. I know we have Juliana coming on board as a new presenting level partner and investing wow. in those programs. Um, and those partners really give us the bulk of our funding to be able to do those programs. And then we have our expo partners. So we have upwards of an additional, probably depending on the festival location, four to eight demo brands. So like Rocky Mountain's been with us forever. Um, Pivot is one of our presenting partners. They've been with us since day one. Uh, I mean, like name a brand. And if they're not there now, they probably have been. (laughs) Hey, I see Revel Bikes is on your website. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Reichel is a a very good friend of ours. He's one of the the co-founders of Revel. Revel's actually just down the road from us in Glenwood. Really? Um, or basalt or like whatever part of the mountains of the Rocky Mountains they're in. We never <laughs> travel that far east. We like Grand Junction's great. We're like, I don't know that we need to go that far far east. Um, it gets cold and expensive That's that awesome. way. So we'll just stay here in the Grand Cold Valley. and expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like Revel is going to be hanging out with us in Sedona. Um, Shredley has been a partner of ours since day one. Actually, they're like between, I would say, Shredley and SRAM in particular, like those two brands in particular were kind of the first two brands that were like, we're totally in. You want to do a women's mountain bike festival? That's never been done before. And like, this is a totally unproven event. Yeah. Yeah, Like we're totally in, let's do this. So Shredley's been a huge partner of ours. Club Ride's been around forever. We we spent a lot of time in Ketchum and Haley, Idaho, where Club Ride's based out of. Those guys are great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could go on and on and on. Like Jamie at Hand, uh, Hand Up is one of the funniest people I've ever met. And like also their, <laughs> their apparel is totally badass. Uh, yeah, we just, I mean, we have the Kona girls have shown up in a big way. They were, they, I think they may have been, other than Liv, which obviously they'd have an all-female presence. 
Yeah. 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 Showed up with a team of six ladies this year. And what What? was really shocking about that is when we kind of adjacent partnered with them in 2017 to bring some athletes, they brought their like Kona Supremes. Mm -hmm. I think they had one woman working in the company, maybe like maybe just one as like a sales rep. Yeah. Uh, And so for us to be fast forwarding, just a few years. And I don't take credit for this. Like, I think we've put the pressure on and we've, and I know that we've provided a few networking opportunities for folks to get into the industry from our events. That's um, so good. It's pretty magical that we have like all female staff from these bike companies that traditionally haven't had any women even working at the company. So yeah, it's been pretty magical to see that trickle effect kind of like come into the festival where we can have a, a big women identifying presence. Yeah. I mean, that's just amazing. It's not about taking credit. It's about the visibility, right? It's about you putting this on so that people see the visibility. They see the need for that. Um, One of the things I'm trying to do with this as well is have other people contribute and be a part of it because it's not about me or my opinion on what I ride. It's about the various different women out there who ride and what they ride and where they ride. And, and how they like to ride. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Which we all everyone likes to ride the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My my wife and our like our festival director, Kayla, and our neighbor just went out on like an all-day slog. My neighbor yeah. came back and I was like, hey, you guys were just out there for like seven hours riding. I'm like an hour and a half to two hours tops. I'm good. And it doesn't even have to be hard. It could be like easy. I'm so easy to please. Like, yeah. So to each well, their yeah. own. I'm not a big, I'm learning to like cross country. It's because of my fitness. My fitness was so downhill over the last few years that I was at school. I put on weight, whatever it happens, right? Life happens. Get an e-bike. So, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I was talking to a few people here on the, on the West coast that are, um, uh, YT, the, the, yeah. the bike brand very well. And I'm going down there next week to meet a bunch of them and demo the decoy do it their e-bike yeah and my wife's like you bear you're barely 40 you do not need an e-bike no, okay. <laughs> I was like I I everyone that. else I everyone else was that. telling me to try so, out. here's what I said t- I will I will challenge you get on that e-bike and I dare you not to have the biggest smile you have ever had on your face riding a bike like the, like I could argue all the reasons why e-bikes are rad and why they're important and why we should just stop like the neener nonering that is happening around e-bikes still, which is like mind boggling because e-bikes have been around Europe for 20 years. But <laughs> at the end of the day, regardless to all the reasons I could tell you why e-bikes are great, like literally just try not to have fun on an e-bike. Like I dare you to not have the most fun you have ever had on a bike on an e-bike. Like they're, yeah, they're great. And I will say on a personal note, I had a, a back injury that I was out of riding and my wife races professionally. All of her friends are stupidly fast and pro pro riders. Um, So when I go on a a bike ride with our friends inherently, like they literally all ride, they get paid to ride. So like try to keep up with that. So when I came off of my back injury, uh, we got e-bikes and I would ride an e-bike. Everybody else would be on an analog bike or maybe we would all be on e-bikes and I'd be in full power and they'd be in eco mode. And it honestly like, got me to the level where like riding wasn't demoralizing. Like it was not a, like it was so demoralizing trying to pedal an analog bike, knowing what I was capable of, knowing where my fit. I came, I was a D one athlete for however many years played very, very high level rugby. I was a runner sub six man at mile. Like I, 
I know that I can be very fit and I just wasn't there after this back injury. And the e-bike was really the game changer of just getting me back into riding. And now I, yeah. I, I kind of it like, it just right tool for the job. Some days we ride the analog bike, some days we ride the e-bike. So like, it just kind of depends how we're feeling. Yeah. You bring up a good point. And that's what other people have said. Like I was the same. I was an athlete back in the day. I played soccer the majority of my life. And you know how to run. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I was, I'm very, very fit, very athletic. And then 10 years ago, back injury fell rock climbing flat on my back, like 15 feet on my back. And it, it was, I mean, whatever it is, what it is. I, I just, I want to be able to be fit and I'm getting back there. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting back there and I want to ride. I just don't want to get an e-bike right now because Sedona's the goal of what I want to ride. Right. Like three or four times a year, I want to be riding in Sedona. So I want to keep my analog bike. Right. Because they don't N allow plus one. N plus one. They technically don't allow e-bikes. So we don't have e-bikes at our festival. Um, and I, I have lots of things to say about what we see out on the trails and what the reality of e-biking is in Sedona. But I will say officially, my official wink, wink, official answer, uh, and not wink, wink, but like legitimately at the festival, we don't have e-bikes. We don't do e-bikes on our rides, but unofficially wink, wink, just take a look around at the trails and see what's happening. That's all I have to say. Yeah. But you know, if you are a person who needs it, then Mm -hmm. they cannot deny, you know, that to anyone if you have a disability they they cannot legally do that that's where like the lawyer in me comes out no you Mm. cannot you know that's right (laughs) um okay so you're we're gonna step off the pedestal now (laughs) like let's go (laughs) for a soapbox i'm gonna get off the soapbox next time i'm gonna tell you when i when i demo that e-bike when i see in sedona in a few weeks and i after the yeah tell me how big your smile was and you know they have mullets, and I've never ridden a mullet on an analog bike, let alone an e-bike. So also that's going to be some fun. experience. Yeah. yeah. Um. So how can people volunteer for your events? Can they do that? Can people reach out to you to you guys? Do you yeah. Volunteers. They can. We have a pretty robust volunteer process. So um, our priority has and always will be having volunteer spots for locals. Um, Mm -hmm. I, we feel really strongly that like people shouldn't have to pay to ride in their local trails. And that at the end of the day, like the, one of the main purposes of our events is to elevate the communities that we host our events in. Mm -hmm. Um, and part of that elevating of the community is bringing those community members in to share the joy, the awesomeness, like share the, the, the insider info that they have on their local trails and on their community. So we typically have depending on the festivals and our festivals range quite a bit. People are always wondering like, why does Sedona sell out so fast? It's like, well, there's only 200. We only sell 200 tickets in Sedona. Um, That will be changing. um, And different festival locations, we sell more tickets to depending on where you go. Um, But it's a quality over quantity number for us. Yeah. So in Sedona, I think we have 25 to 30 ride leaders and about 12 volunteers Mm-hmm. Um, our festival in Frida that we just had a couple weeks ago, which is our biggest event. I think we had 55 ride leaders and oh, wow. 30 volunteers because it's a, I mean, it's like burning man. There's nothing out there. We have zero amenities. So we just need a lot of hands for schlepping and yeah. things like that. So the way that we typically do our volunteers is we, we do a recruiting process with locals and locals to the area and give them first dibs to apply as volunteers. Um, and we are also unique in that we require our volunteers to come the entire weekend. 
We've found that people who only show up for one shift or they're not able to stay and enjoy the entire experience. And, and the request is, is typically three shifts, whether right. it's three rides that you're leading or three volunteer shifts, um, which is kind of how we delineate our volunteers. There's like ride leader volunteers and regular volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so what we find is that the ladies who only show up for one shift or they show up for their, sh- their two shifts in the morning and they leave because they got to go get kids to soccer. They, they kind of miss the whole experience that like we are trying to give them by having them come volunteer so that they can right. have essentially a free entry into the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're giving, but they're not getting. And so a logistically, we, it is a nightmare instead of having, you know, let's say 20 volunteers, fill up 25, 20 volunteer spaces throughout the weekend with three shifts. That's 60 spots. If you could imagine the nightmare that would be scheduling 60 people all taking oh, one yeah. shift versus 20 people taking a shift. So that's kind of, a lot of people don't understand why we require people to come all weekend. Um, part of it is genuinely, we want them to get the whole authentic Rome experience, even as a volunteer. That's like our number one priority, but also just like on the back of the house, it is a like, Imagine trying to put a group ride together with four of your friends and then do that 150 times yeah. with f- four of your friends that you've never ridden with and you don't know. And Ugh. they say that they're intermediate, but they're actually a beginner mediate or they downplay their yeah. fitness and really they're like a little energizer bunny. And, and so, <laughs> yeah, for our volunteering, we have a, a pretty robust application process okay. that some people have seen as intimidating and I'm like, I can just kind of explain like the back of the house reasoning is like, it's, it's a big, I mean, we have a full-time staff of six people that put on three events. So you can imagine. Yeah. Scheduling is a nightmare. Yeah. Um, Scheduling with anything is a nightmare, let alone something this big. Yeah. You should. um, I've actually, I've been told that I've had my, my, our event spreadsheets shared because like, they're so impressive. (laughs) Which I don't think they're impressive. They're just like insanely complicated. <laughs> and organized, it seems um, like. Like it makes organized. sense to you, right? Yes, you absolutely have. Like a, when you offer the things to the level that we offer them, you have to be that organized. Yeah, the level um, of detail too you have to have in these things. Is. Not be overlooked. Yeah. Um, so if people are local in any of those three areas that they that you are having the events, they can contact you through the website or what's the best way? Like email? Yes. So through, I think the easiest way, I mean, we have a, an email address that's kind of a catch-all. It's romefestvolunteer at gmail.com. Okay. Um, that's the easy, and I will say if they, I don't know when this is going live, but if they email anytime in the next, like before December, they will not get a response because we are like in the thick of getting Sedona put on and wrapped up yeah, yeah. Um, and also wrapping up just our year end. Uh, typically we ask for volunteers um, for generally until July 1st, the Knoxville volunteers, obviously that event happens at the beginning of May. So the, that volunteer period, that window is a little bit shorter mm-hmm. and we do, it's not that you have to be local. Um, we just prioritize locals over right. folks coming in from out of town simply That's because right. like they just, they're more useful because they have the knowledge. They know, they know the trails. If I have to go send them to go get the, you know, late night snack from some random yeah. piece of place, they know where to find it. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, no, and it's and great to give the opportunity back to the local people that of the place that live there too. Definitely. So, yeah. And I will say we, we do get quite a few folks who apply from out of area to be ride leaders. And I'll just like Sienna, who is our ride coordinator. We also call her Santa. 
because I apparently say her name weird sometimes. Um, but Sienna will thank me for saying like, we get folks who are like, I don't know the trails yet to lead mm. rides on, which, right? Like, let's just think about leading a ride. You should know the trail if you're leading a group Very, ride. Yes. Uh, we get folks who say like, I'll learn the trails before the festival. And then they show up the day of the festival and they actually have never ridden the trails before. And we've started to send people home because I'm just like, yeah. A, that's really unfair to us. B, that's unfair to the people who applied to volunteer. And we told them no, because we were full. Mm-hmm. And C, like that doesn't set you up for success. That doesn't set up the group ride for success. Like nobody is set up for no. success here. So yeah. I will say if you, if you do want to be a ride leader in an area that you don't live or you don't know, um, and you tell us like, you're going to go learn the trails. We are going to hold that, hold you to it because <laughs> a very high if, standard. It's if you show up on Friday and you don't in fact know the trails, we will literally cancel the group ride and send you home. Um, which, which know, is just is, a bummer for everyone. It's a bummer it's for everyone. Just, so just don't make me, I hate having to be mean. <laughs> well, I, and I, it's understandable. I don't think you're being mean. I think you're doing what's best. It's for like the this the quality standard. It, right? and wanna, yeah. yeah. There's a standard and you there's have a to standard we got to uphold. It's the Romy homie experience. We the don't, Romy homie. We don't mess around. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ash, so much for taking your time. I know how busy you are. We've been wanting to do this for I know, a while. It's been months. <laughs> friends I, were having beer and they're like, you should just reschedule. And I was like, absolutely not. We've been trying to schedule this oh, for months. Oh, so, you're no, so sweet. No, I'm super. Thank you for having me. It was so great to talk to you. And thanks for giving us an opportunity to tell people about Rome and what a fun bike party it is. Yeah. And I hope that, um, we can chat and get together more, um, in Sedona. Well, I'm going to hug you. Weeks and then, hug you in yes. a couple weeks. I was, only, I, my wife's not coming. We couldn't, we were too late in getting tickets. So it's me, but she'll be around the rest of the week. So if you ladies are awesome. around the rest of the week, we could probably still grab a beer one way or another, but sounds great. we'll see. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ash. Have a great rest of your night. And uh, for those of you at Rome, come say hi to Ash and give her a real big hug when you see her in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Thanks. Have a good night. You too. Bye.